everyone and welcome to another Bible study here at One Love Live at Love Walk. And I'm your host, Lila Winston. I want to thank you so much for tuning into the Bible study. I pray you are well. I want to encourage you to grab your Bible as we go into the Word of God so that we can learn our purpose in the earth and also so that we can practically apply the Word of God in our lives so that we grow to be stronger Christians and uh, also reach the world for Christ. So I want to encourage you right now to go ahead and grab your Bible. We're going to read in Numbers chapter 18. So I want you to read in Numbers chapter 18 and we're going to go to verse 24 and it says but the tithes of the children of Israel which they offered as a heave offering to the Lord I have given to the Levites to inherit therefore I have said to them among the children of Israel they shall have no inheritance so it's not really a very long verse but it's very powerful because we're often talking about giving and supporting the ministry of God and supporting um, you know the priesthood and I want to um, introduce you to an idea about worship and about you know sacrifice and about the things that you do as a believer when it comes to giving the tithe and what that tithe is today uh, as we've moved into being a royal priesthood a holy nation all of us are now a royal priesthood so i want you to think about the bible i want you to remember that the kingdom had a royal priesthood and the tithe belonged to the royal priesthood and so i want you to think about jerusalem and then I want you to think about the fact that there were the Levites. They literally had no inheritance among their brothers. You could find the land of Judah. You can find the land of, you know, Issachar or whatever. But you cannot find the land of Levite. Okay, so I want you to remember that. That's really key. So because they didn't have that, their inheritance was God. There's a Bible study here uh, at Love Walk where you can go. It's called Your Inheritance is God. So I want you to look at that one. I'll try and link it in the description, but it's important to remember that in terms of service, the priesthood, their inheritance is God. And so they receive the tithe. You give the tithe to the priest. Okay. So God selected Levi because of the mutterings of the people against him. There's really an interesting read in, in um, Numbers chapter nine. If you get a chance, I want you to read all of that. It literally talks about how sort of the priesthood was galvanized because people were trying to determine who would be the leader you know you had this power struggle going on about who was going to lead and so the Lord wanted to make sure that leadership sat squarely uh, with um, people who were reaching out to him who were listening to him to have his voice because he was their leader really he was God with us and so he created the Levitical priesthood they actually spoke they were like a go-between and an advocate between God and man and if you can think about it that's what Moses did with the children of Israel he was the I would say he was the first priest uh, of the children of Israel even if we go beyond um, uh, the the uh, priests that worked with Melchizedek, who worked with um, their forefathers. So God selected Levi because of the mutterings of the people that were against him. And they argued about the preeminence of who would be in charge. And God really shut it down for good by making Levi the priesthood and ensuring 
that um, death would actually come to anyone who approached the temple without the consent of Levi. You can read this in Numbers chapter 9. It's really kind of stark when you see how God is really sort of setting up this leadership, you know, where it cannot be uh, disputed. And that's really what God wanted. He wanted people to follow him and his, you know, dictates. So why does the Bible say present your bodies as a living sacrifice as we see in Romans chapter 12 verse 1? It says it because we are as priests presenting and uh, sacrificing our wants. And that's what we want to remember. So we are actually there, you know, um, as priests presenting those wants and, you know, even our needs and dreams on the altar to God to do God's will. And I think we forget that sometimes when we're so wrapped up in, you know, this idea of accomplishing our dreams and our wants. And I want us to move away from that. I know it's been really popular and modern, you know, um, you know, inspiration, and that has somehow bled over into Christianity that you're going to accomplish your dreams and so forth. But God wants you to accomplish his will. Let's just be clear about that. This isn't about us. It's about him. We follow him. And so you're putting those, you're making a sacrifice on an altar to do God's will for the edification of the body of Christ and reconciling of the lost through the ministry of reconciliation. Remember, Christ is a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, as we mentioned. And you can see this in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6 to 10. And I want to bring you down to this. Yet Melchizedek administered Abraham's lamb while Christ administered himself as the Lamb of God. And I think it's really interesting when we talk about this this offering, you know, there was this idea of sort of sacrificing this, this um, animal and the sacrifice was to the Lord and a portion of that went to the priest. So I want you to understand that now we are sacrificing. Just as Christ became our Lamb, we are like mini Christ and we're going to be sacrificing ourselves, the things that we do. You know, God may call you to some things that will require you to sacrifice some things. So it's really important to understand the role that you're playing. Think about Christ. He administered himself as the Lamb of God slain and as a priest after the the order of Melchizedek. So he was both the priest and the lamb. That's crazy. That blows your mind when you think about it. But in a way, we're doing the same thing. No greater love has no man than that he lays down his life for a friend. So there's a level of sacrifice. A lot of times, you know, we're thinking of martyrdom. Sometimes God wants you to sacrifice things that you're doing in your life, not necessarily your actual physical life. And I got to tell you, that's harder to do than just, you know, becoming a super martyr, you know, is sacrificing some of the things that you thought you wanted or that you were doing for God. Okay. That's really important. So in, in that order of priestly service, you are the sacrifice and the priest. We see this giving of bread through manna in the wilderness, feeding the multitudes with fish and loaves, and the last supper of the body and blood, and Christ's sacrifice on the, on the cross. Do you see how he broke that bread? He's serving himself to his own disciples. He is sacrificing himself to his own disciples, his own people. And so now we are doing the same. We then, as a royal priesthood, 
We give the best of ourselves as the tithe to God through giving it to our brothers in Christ who are fellow priests and to the lost in evangelism and preaching the gospel in service to Christ. Now, what that may look like for you, it may look like helping people. It may like may look like, you know, evangelism. It may look like preaching. It may look like teaching. It may look like being an elder, you know, providing people with sage advice. It may look like taking people in, um, you know, healing people. If you're a doctor, whatever your station in life, it may look like different things for you, but these are still portions of your sacrifice to Christ. This is an acceptable sacrifice. This offers your body as a living sacrifice. So it's not only our body and the things that we might want to do with it, but the things that God wants us to do with our body and with the things in our life. So when people can eat from your life, and this is really key, I want you to think about this now. When people can eat from your life, and your obedience to Christ, then you have become the tithe. Then you have become the bread that they can eat. The living bread as Emmanuel, the Christ and God with us, has done for us to obtain salvation and life more abundantly, more abundantly. He became a sacrifice for us that many through his blood and body would eat and live. And now it's our turn. How do we now eat his body and drink his blood? You know how we do that? By doing his will and knowing his word, letting the spirit work in us through that word, through that spirit. And so you must stand for Christ in your life. That's it. That's the bottom line. You must stand for Christ in your life. You must serve yourself to your brothers, whatever it may be, whatever you can do, serve yourself to your brothers in trials, in temptations, in loss, in victory, in testimonies, in edification, in exhortation, in hospitality, in kindness, giving, and more, we serve ourselves to each other in service and to God according to his will as a sacrifice. So I know this is not a popular sort of thing to say, to sacrifice yourself and to give of yourself, but that really is the tithe. You're giving a tenth of yourself to God. You gave your whole life to God, you know. So we'll talk about this later. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye. Thank you for being a part of the One Love Live Love Walk Bible Study. I appreciate you. But perhaps you've stumbled onto this Bible study and you're not yet become a believer. I want to encourage you to take the time to accept the Lord Christ into your life. I want you to know that if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that the Lord Jesus is Lord, that you will be saved. If you can go ahead with me, close your eyes and pray. Oh Lord, I pray right now that you would forgive me of my sins. I will repent of my sins right now. That is, I will turn away from all the sins that I have done from before until now. And I want to seek to follow you. Lord, open my eyes and my heart to your truth. I accept you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. And I accept the Holy Spirit as the comforter and guide in my life. Continue to lead me. And I thank you so much for hearing my prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. If you prayed that prayer, then you are now a believer. 
and I want you to believe in your heart. And if you have a chance, reach out to me and let me know that you receive the Lord. There's ways that you can contact me if you look in the description of this uh, Bible study. And I look forward to hearing from you and helping you on your love walk. Don't forget to sign up for our devotional emails so that you can be encouraged in your faith and grow. God bless you.